0: Welcome to the fifth episode of The Peas in the Podcast, Season 2. Here we discuss trends and provide commentary on media and social justice issues, as well as our own personal life experiences, random things happening in the universe, and whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Please remember to hashtag wear your mask. Starting us off today with our conspiracy theory theory, Wildness, whatever, is Jameer. So, Jameer, let us hear your topic. Okay,
1: so what really is reality?
0: Ma, turn them damn notifications off. (laughs) I can hear everything.
1: everything. (laughs) All right, so yeah, what really is reality? So, look, I've been playing video games my entire life. From Pokemon to Mega Man, There's really, they've always found a way into my heart. The idea of creating a character and then going off in a world unknown with them has really just always been intriguing to me. I've always been looking for a way to escape this mundane-ass life, and I've always wondered who was really pulling all of the strings. Being a Christian, I believe that God created everything, and we're just living it out. But what if there was more? God also gave us creation's autonomy. But that still leaves room for creation. What if we were all characters in a video game? What? Philosopher- Are you-
0: what? I'm sorry. He's about to do it. Are you really about, about to, to do go it. here? And like, he's I, I really might about as well, right?
1: It. I feel like this is the, the dopest conspiracy theory out. So, philosopher Nick Bostrom, he's pretty much explained that future generations might have mega computers that can run numerous and detailed simulations of their forebears. What he called, AKA, ancestor simulations, in which simulated beings <laughs> could be imbued with a sort of artificial consciousness. And Hold shit, isn't it the basis I of Assassin's are, this Creed? This is
2: why I don't like talking about conspiracy theories because they are so <laughs> stupid. No, this, this is the is most good. ridiculous like, thing this I've one ever heard.
1: You know this they is played Assassin's ridiculous. Creed,
2: <laughs> like and go on my back in phone time and
1: stuff, and with the simulation to see like how the past actually happened. All right, so look, what if we all- are all
0: black, Jameer? Okay, we are all black. You mean to tell me a computer programmed me mm-hmm. to have struggle and strife? Yes, <laughs>
1: that's what I am about to get into. Look. What if the decisions God. we thought we were making, the emotions we thought that we were feeling, the pain that we thought we were experiencing was all part of a sick game? What I'm if it, somebody's ass? What if it actually was the year 3000 X, <laughs> the aliens had taken over and they're playing video game simulations with humans oh as God. avatars? Oh How can we sh- be sure that we're real? What if we're really living in a matrix? I can see it now. Oh. Humanity is dying out. We're invaded by alien aliens that feed off of human emotions for sustenance, and we're put in incubators where we are forced to those <laughs> traumatic simulations to create nourishment for our alien overlords. This has to be the reason why we suffer, right? Why there's famine and pain. I just wish that I was put in a rich celeb cr- like you know, I wish I was put in a rich celebrity section at a club or whatever. And then at least I would be happy and not want to leave. So that, I guess goes into my questions.
2: Oh, how do short. we know that we're alive? Oh, God. How do we know well, we're this, alive?
1: Yeah, how? So much how do that you know had that you're to just
2: alive? process in that. I that know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not ready for the questions because I need you to I'm re, re- Like I need yet. you to repeat literally everything you just said <laughs> at least four more times.
1: <laughs> four <laughs> okay, more. Okay, wait.
2: <laughs> like so wait, you just, just like imagine on. that
1: <laughs> it's in the future, right? And uh-huh. uh, and like people are put into these simulations. Where they um, we're like we're pretty much video game characters. Have you ever heard of like Animal Crossing? Yes, or, like, I, I play
0: yeah, Animal is a Crossing. Facebook game
2: or something? No, it's a Switch, Nintendo Switch game. Yeah. I play or, like, it, even, and it's even wonderful. Even the like Sims,
1: okay. we're like all Sims characters. Our lives are being played by people far off in the future, and we're just living it out. Like you go Isn't to college, that, you okay. get married. Yeah. So
0: you mean to tell me that we finally got to the age where. Computers were created sometime in, like, the 80s-ish. Like, I mean, like, real functioning AI thought ideas computers were created. And then this conspiracy theory fucking pops up. So you think that since the dinosaurs went extinct to humanity's start... Which is like the most micro of Earth's existence. You know what? I'm, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing that my topic is going to talk about. So I'm just going to be like, you know what? But yeah, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't they, know they, how we a, can tell. There was a dinosaur alive. simulation.
1: <laughs> it was called Jurassic World 3. Oh my God. <laughs> and they're playing it in the year 3000X. And the aliens were using an uh, emotional turmoil to feed themselves and everything else.
2: I just have, I just, I just need everyone to know that like my body is currently trying to shut down because that's what yeah. it does every time I hear a conspiracy theory. Like I just <laughs> sent a text. I'm like thinking about my plans for tonight. Like my body is actively trying to shut this shit down because I cannot handle it. <laughs> yeah, no. I is it because
1: you don't complained. believe that you're alive?
2: No, it's not. <laughs> I, what?
1: Are you sure, Star?
2: I just can't.
1: Can is, we not? Is that your real name? This
2: is this is one hundred percent. Why? No, her name. Her name is
0: Angela X K Ten Four 3, 1, 6. Oh Five. Five.
1: Standard edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I just, how about this? Do you think computers can imitate real world emotions?
0: Now, I think. I think now we are at the point where our brains can. Uh, Not our brains. I think now we are at the point that humans can recognize that the brain is its own complex computer system where it, it functions in a specific way that lives within patterns and everyday practices so that you become hardwired to avoid things that will hinder your survival. Mm. But as far as saying that, like computers imitate real world emotions, I think they're getting closer as we start to understand artificial intelligence more and how we can utilize computers. But like I, like I was going to say earlier, back in Jesus's time, there was no MacBook. There wasn't. There wasn't even the, this conspiracy theory didn't even have space to exist in the realm of like
1: they didn't have MacBooks.
0: Michelangelo. They
1: didn't have MacBooks. Like then but they have macbooks in the future and the people in the future are using their macbook x5 to uh
0: why would the people in the future decide to start time oh. at a place where there were no computers but then go the step further and be like let's throw in giant lizards like just no to keep it interesting <laughs> no yeah sorry jameer and if and if one day our alien overlords decide, you know what, they're on to us, what are we gonna do? What's what's the laws here? They're gonna put why a pull would they out. let us get so close why would they let us get so close to recognizing the flaw in the system? I feel like why would they do that? Why would I feel they like they that?
1: wanted to leave us hints, right? And those You hints. mean
0: like so there's so you're saying that there is some alien overlord who's like actually on the side of humanity?
1: Yeah, but there is no bit.
0: such thing as humanity?
1: He would wanted- like they gave us like little cheat codes to the game, and if we're um smart enough to, or we're smart enough to know how to navigate it and make it to the final level, then uh I don't know. Look, I tried. Okay, this theory doesn't make the most sense to me, but I think I do think that the idea that compute like the idea that we can simulate life now through like video games and stuff, I do feel like that could definitely translate into larger simulations. I just wonder when it would actually reach to the point where like those simulations can function as human beings themselves.
2: I'm out. I'm maybe out. maybe <laughs> Jameer, maybe you're the simulation and the rest of us are real and you're not. You know
1: what? I think about that sometimes. the real
2: Truman show shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh what is it called? The Turing test? I
0: don't yeah, think
1: is it? Yeah from um Alexander Turing.
0: That's he made weird. like a
1: uh he made like a machine that can like answer questions or something. Yes. And they do it like every year. The most human know. computer.
0: Yeah, but that's like the, the fundamental like bare start of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a mimicry of like a bunch of human patterns and behaviors. But to say that that is proof that no, I can't, yes. I can't, I can't entertain this. I can't entertain this in any capacity.
1: Wait, did y'all read? Yeah, uh, this,
0: this topic's already getting me getting me heated. I told y'all, I told y'all
2: <laughs> yeah, last it, week it, in
1: it our starts group chat. It confusing, right? Because you're like, wait, does this make sense? Or does it? It doesn't make like, sense. It's um, like, period. There's this book by, I believe, well, it's a short story by Kurt Vonnegut called Ipecac, right? And like, there's like this, uh, there's like this machine and the machine writes, uh, the computer, it writes like poetry or, what does it write? It writes something. And like, the whole I. <laughs> The whole idea is like, it's kind of like that John Henry, John Henry story. Like there's like certain things that humans can make, right? Because we have like the aptitude for creativity that like a computer would never be able to make just by learning patterns or listening to, you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things you really can't emulate. And one of those things is supposed to be human ingenuity. But like, is that really the case? Like, can we create a computer that's smart enough to uh, I think we're
0: actually... getting I think science is getting damn close Like I I think the only thing that a computer cannot Simulate and I don't know if you guys ever Watched her oh, with I Joaquin Phoenix
2: movie. It's so I good do too.
0: I love it so much so But like I don't think that we're at that point of Artificial intelligence but I think We're getting closer But I think for right now Computers lack the Emotional depth so it's like this, I think that I think that if we took computers and made them function like humans, they would still all be they would all still have to be very different. So like if we had computer A, computer B, and computer C, if we traumatize computer A, computer A's responses to things are going to behave like a traumatized person. If we shelter and protect and guard computer B from everything, computer Computer B is going to respond like a person who is sheltered. Computer C, if we give it all the independence and confidence and a little bit of arrogance or the things that we feed into it that it would be tracking for patterns of responses, then it's going to do those things. Like, I think if we get computers down to functioning like humans, to understanding those patterns of behaviors, I think they're going to do the exact same things humans do. I don't think that... They, damn, now I sound like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> but I See, think, this is how they I, get you. <laughs> Oh God. But I I think the only thing I can say that's actual human, like human nature thing that doesn't literally involve like being able to die is our, our capacity for emotion. Because with a computer, it's like, how do you build a computer that's a narcissist? How do you build a computer that's a sociopath? How do you build a computer that's depressed Mm. when those are like genetically inherited traits? You know what I mean? So, or like, how do you get, how do you get to the, to a computer functioning that way? And I think... Isn't it better that
1: those things can't, wouldn't be, have the, have the ability to exist? I don't think
0: that it's better. I don't think that it's better, but I think that those are the markers of what humanity is versus a, a computer knowing like, no, I shouldn't run into a burning building. That's a dumb idea. You know what I mean? Like... A computer would ration, not even say rationalize, because what I'm saying is even if artificial intelligence got to the point of functioning like a brain, if you compiled, let's say, 100,000 human responses to there's a kid stuck in a building and the building is on fire and the boss collapsed, do you run in and save the kid, right? You're going to get a, an array of responses based on people's experiences. So the computer most likely will whittle down what the most common trait is and respond as what the most common trait the computer is just going to function as like how society functions i don't like i said i don't think we're at the the her level yet i think we're still dealing with computers understanding like oh you said that you like to be clean so here's a bunch of ads for some soap <laughs> It's like okay and then that can whittle off into like well, if you like to be clean and you like ads for soap, you probably like ads for deodorant. Like, I think that's where we're at with computers starting to understand a little bit more about human pattern of behavior. But then will will, like, I, I don't I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we're dealing with the computer sociopath or the computer narcissist or the, com- the depressed computer. I don't know what those things would look like. Mm. So I, I don't know if they can imitate real world emotions is ultimately my answer to your question. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Wow.
1: All right, I guess it's time to transition into Star. So Star, you got some notes on the theater world for us?
2: You know, I didn't write any notes this week, y'all. Because there's not much to report (laughs) from the theater world at the moment. I am going to see a show tonight for the first Mm -hmm. time since March. Um, So we have a local theater here called Prima Theater. You should support them. They're really great people. I really like everyone. And their shows are just like really good. And they do musicals or musical reviews or um what's the what word I'm looking for? Not re- not ins- like concerts. And sometimes they'll bring in Broadway people for master classes. I was fortunate enough to attend the master class from Jason Robert Brown a few years ago. And it was so Ooh. wonderful. Oh my gosh, it was so great. Um I got to go to the masterclass and then I got to see his concert later that night, and it was just amazing. So Prima has been doing really good work and they are just good people. So, and their whole thing is like invigorating fresh theatrical experiences. They basically modeled their experience after the the Disney experience, which if you know anything about Disney, it's that um, customer experience from the moment you walk in the gates at Disney World or Disneyland till the moment you leave at night. Um, so it's just all about like customer satisfaction, which is great. Um, So there are a few theaters here that are open and those are indoor theaters, but Prima has found a way to do a show outside, which is very cool. So tonight they're presenting a show called The Brave and the Beautiful, and it's going to be outside in the parking lot of our local minor league baseball stadium. <laughs> and it's a drive-in which i think is so cool so they have a stage i don't know if it's a stationary stage or a wagon bed i'm sure tonight's probably going to be a stationary stage where the band is set up and the singers there's only three singers i believe and the band i saw pictures from one of the okay so that's what's going to be tonight you can like drive your car up pop your hatchback They have they're going to have food trucks so you can grab food at a food truck and then just stay in the safety of your car and eat your food, drink your sodas, whatever. Um, So I'm really looking forward to how to seeing how they do it. But yesterday I saw one of my friends who's a real estate agent here in Lancaster posted on her Facebook that the brave and the beautiful wagon came to their parking lot So Prima hooked up a flatbed wagon because we're in Lancaster County. Of course, they hooked up a flatbed bed wagon or like a trailer or something, put the band on the trailer and the singers on the trailer and were like did a show in the parking lot of this local real estate office. And I just thought that was so cool that they're bringing fear to people without pressuring people to sit in a um in a physical theater which might be uncomfortable. I know I'm uncomfortable with that right now. But if I can be in the safety of my car with other people far away, like that's and I can listen to my friends sing some songs, that's great. Like I'm very excited. And I know on their website, they said that one of the reasons they were also doing this is because they recognize that so many performers are out of work right now. So they're just doing what they can right now to help pay some of their performers who have performed with them in the past and just support them during this time. So shout out Prima Theater and Mitch and that whole team. They're all really great people. Follow them on Facebook. Um, Go to their website. It's Prima Prima Theater Lancaster, maybe. Yeah, check them out. I'm really excited. I'll report back next week on how the show was and what the feel was, the general feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I really don't know what's going to happen, but I think it'll be cool. All right, Daphne, hit us with whatever mess you're about to hit us with.
0: (laughs) So um, my topic today is titled The Makings of a Conspiracy Theorist. A.K.A. The Makings of Jameer. Got it. Uh, Basically. basically. Me. All right. (laughs) You sent us on a wild one. I'm not Mm going to lie. But you all know by now that I love to give the most accepted definitions of words or phrases on this podcast. So let's start there. A conspiracy theory is, as defined by Merriam-Webster, a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as the result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspirators. That would make a conspiracy theorist a believer in that notion. So... Just how do we get to the point of CTs as I'll call them believing in things from pandemic area 51 to matches firm being a money laundering scam. Yo, that one's well. real
2: though.
0: Oh, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> According to Melinda Melinda Wenner Moyer in her article, people drawn to conspiracy theories share a cluster of psychological features. And trust me, these articles are linked and they are well worth your time to freaking read. It's really rather simple on how people become conspiracy theorists. You have to make someone feel powerless. The article states, experiments have revealed that feelings of anxiety make people think more conspiratorially. In such situations, a conspiracy theory can provide comfort by identifying a convenient scapegoat and thereby making the world seem more straightforward and controllable. I'm about to come in hot with some data points. 39%, and this is referenced from the 2019 article. 39% of Americans feel more anxious than they did a year ago in 2018. So this is quoting the article. Primarily about health, safety, finances, politics, and relationships. 63% of Americans are extremely worried about the future of the nation, and 59% consider this the lowest point in US history that they can remember. Mm -hmm. In 2017, Princeton University conducted a study with a trio, with multiple trios of people. Each participant was asked to write two paragraphs about themselves and that their descriptions would be shared with the other two members of their team to ultimately decide who gets kicked out of the group. Researchers picked who they wanted to reject. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Researchers. What? Okay, continue. So, so basically the study is... They have multiple groups of three. Mm -hmm. Everybody is required to write two paragraphs about themselves. But before they finish writing this, they're told that these paragraphs will be shared with their other two team members. So then um, they were also told that their team members, who they shared it with, everybody would basically pick a person in the group that they think should be kicked out of the group or they wouldn't work with them in the future moving on to the next stage of the the assignment so researchers picked who they wanted to reject at what like at random so it wasn't even a matter of like the team picking or anything like that they whatever the team selected they selected but they chose who they wanted out um And they found that the rejected participants felt alienated and were more likely than the others to think the scenarios involved a coordinated conspiracy so how do you get someone to stop believing a conspiracy theory well researchers suggest getting the person to think analytically and ask them three key questions one what is your evidence two what is your source for that evidence? And three, what is the reasoning that links your evidence back to the claim? Also, when you're asking those, the, when you're asking them that question, it has to be they respond with credible and reliable source sources from whatever that area is. So they have to ask an expert. Which, like, if anybody's ever talked to a conspiracy theorist, you know damn well that that means nothing. Uh-huh. Okay. In addition, <laughs> the
1: expert be the guy at the gas station.
0: Right. I told you. (laughs) They'd be like, my mother said no. So in addition, um, how do you recognize a conspiracy theory? So quoting from the article, first, the theories include contradictions. So I remember back when I was like, come on now, Jameer, this is crazy and not making any sense and all that stuff. Second, a contention is based on shaky assumptions. And third, those who support it interpret evidence against their theory as evidence for it. So the further you try to break down why the theory doesn't exist, and you guys have literally seen this play out with just now Jameer's topic, where when I approached it with multiple questions, Jameer had a response to it of, well, what if that is this or something else? Not saying that Jameer necessarily believes in that conspiracy. But that response, we will never know. And I don't want to (laughs) know. But the response... But the response of asking me questions about it afterwards can sometimes lead true believers in a conspiracy to dig deeper into the fact that they are right. So they use your combative questions as evidence that what they're doing is true. Anyway, another article I really um, recommend you guys check out is called The Psychology of Conspiracy Theories. Why do people believe them? And it provides great insight into the personality traits of conspiracy theorists. (coughs) Narcissists. Anyway, (laughs) wrapping up my topic, (laughs) I wanted to leave on a helpful note and give some assistance on how to talk about conspiracy theorists and still be kind. Um, As mapped out in the MIT technology review, you should recognize that conspiracy theories resonate with us all. To some extent, no single demographic is most prone to them either. So everybody, no matter who you are, believes in some kind of conspiracy theory, no matter how big or how small or whatever. And the steps are to always speak respectfully, communicate privately, build trust, ask questions that draw the theorists to their own analytical and logical solution, and ultimately recognize that some people don't want to change. And you just got to walk away.
1: I really like the way that you phrased that. Because I feel like a lot of times when people talk about conspiracy theorists, they talk about them in like, "Uh, these people are stupid. And these people are this and that. And it's like in a very like belittling way. So I think it is important to like when we do talk about people who actually believe this stuff, we're not attacking them.
0: Yeah. No, honestly, I 100 percent recommend the article, um, How to Talk to Conspiracy Theorists and Still Be Kind, um, because it does break down a lot of ways that um, you can still communicate with people and it be an effective dialogue. So the article really focuses on Reddit's Change My Mind group. (laughs) <laughs> um, and what they've done, <laughs> and what they've done is they've created a set of standards and guidelines so that the, safe, the the space is safe and useful and beneficial. So there's no room for somebody to come in um, without really wanting to change their mind. So you you basically impose your conspiracy theory or your belief there and you ask people to change your mind. So they'll give you all this evidence on why what you're saying is wrong or it isn't credible or something like that. And if you're just there to be like, haha, I'm here to prove you all wrong and use this as evidence for me to prove I'm right. Well, then they're going to kick you out the group and literally you're going to get downvoted. But if you're there to actually kind of grapple with this idea that you're going through, then uh, I think it's a great forum to utilize. It started out as like a meme and a joke, but there literally are guidelines to that particular Reddit account. Um, and the article breaks down what those guidelines are and how to get people to start to realize um, what they believed isn't what it once was. But also mm. to that, um, it also really kind of resets the fact that it the reason it happens to anybody is because we all have moments or slips in our own understanding of who we are in the world. So where they, there's like... Um, one of the articles makes reference to how, uh, researchers once said, don't combat a conspiracy theorist with a bunch of facts and figures and, uh, analytics and stuff, because then they're just going to push you further away and dig their heels in deeper, which is actually, they found not true. They said that most people, conspiracy theories lose their, their glitz and glamor, the more you start to pick it apart. And most people will just kind of be like, all right, that doesn't make any sense moving on. But if you combat them with facts and evidence and analytical data to something that they believe is inherently a part of who they are, that's when they become aggressive. And that's when they decide to dig their heels in deeper to their conspiracy because it's something that helps them function to make sense of why the world is bad. So mostly overall, I think it's basically saying People who believe in conspiracy theories, they're just trying to understand what the fuck is going on in the world. And it's a lot easier to blame it on some man in a trench coat hiding behind the the fucking veil than it is to just accept that bad shit happens sometimes. So leading me to my questions: have y'all ever confronted a conspiracy theorist?
1: So, no, no. unless they're like, (laughs) you consider like the black coat type people conspiracy theorists. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I confront them all the time. It's one of my oh, wow times.
0: Okay, but so how do, you, how do you confront them?
1: So it depends on how they come at me first. <laughs> like a lot of, I'll try to come with like, you know, I'll try to come and I'll try to teach them that what they're saying doesn't make sense. Like, and then like if they keep pushing it or they say something out of line, then like I start getting nasty back. But I always start off nice.
0: So my second question is, In one of the articles, it's mentioned that Democrats are more conspiratorial when a Republican is in power. But I can't for the life of me understand why I've seen more pandemic-slash-no-mask MAGA people other than Trump being a conspiracy theorist himself. I feel like I've been seeing more of his supporters believing in crazy, hoax conspiracy theories than I have liberals. But the time this article was written... Uh, it kind of said that when Trump came to power, more liberals and Democrats pushed conspiracy theories and vice versa. Whenever the, like, basically, if you have a, a a Republican in power, then Democrats are more conspiratorial and then vice versa. What are y'all thoughts on that?
2: I feel like conservatives are more conspiratorial right now. Even though they're in, po- they're even in though power. Even though they're group. in power. Because I think they're grasping at straws, honestly. And it's not because they dislike Trump. It's because they feel like America is breaking down and they don't know what to do about it. So, ooh, human trafficking. When I've been uh, talking about human trafficking since 2009.
0: So, like, a big thing is, like, the whole disenfranchisement feeling. But you're saying that they, despite Trump being a power figure, they still feel very disenfranchised in America. Yes, yes. Makes sense. All right. Well, I'm pushing this topic off to Jameer's segment. Um, What are we listening to, Jameer?
1: Okay. So, look, I've been checking out my Apple Music playlist lately. So, each day, Apple Music creates a new playlist for you based on, like, the music that you listen to. Yeah. So, um, I get a new one every day based on music that I currently have in rotation. And I must say, my Friday playlist has been slapping, slapping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe computers are the future <laughs> the fact that they've been oh, able to God. create playlists that actually align with my taste is that's some powerful shit right there they even like on <laughs> wednesdays it's a pop playlist Ooh. like yo because know, like it's because i listen to a lot of different stuff they had some new r&b songs from some of my favorite artists that i've never even heard of so i'm gonna give you a little bit of a highlight hit different by and ty Dallas song this song is about the hook was very mesmerizing. A really dope beat. There was and I didn't
0: understand a single fucking word. Yeah, I
1: can't. I, I, I don't know what she was saying, but it sounded nice.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: There's this new song called he Never Felt Seen This it. Way by Tweet. It gave me more. Wait a like, minute.
0: Tweet dropped new music?
1: I, oh, it's new to me. I think it's new. So, yeah, it gave me, like, more traditional R&B vibes. Something like what my grandma might play on Saturday morning to let us know that it was time to wake up and clean. <laughs> then, um... <laughs> I finally got to finish all of, like, Pussy Talk by the City Girls and Doja Cat. And I think, to me, like, like I heard the song on Snap a few times, and I was like, it's alright, it's alright. But the song is actually kind of fire. <laughs> I like it a little bit more than WAP, to be honest. But I like the video for WAP more.
2: Of course you do. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the video for WAP was really nice.
2: Really nice. I love it how, like, Jameer describes everything as really nice.
1: <laughs> well, right? Because I'm, I'm a really honest person. I, I know. And then the last one I'm gonna talk about is Remember Us by John Legend of Rhapsody. So John Legend's voice literally skates all over the track. This is one of, also like I'm a huge John Legend fan and I never heard about this song, This but this is uh, one of the very few Rhapsody songs I've gotten a chance to listen to, besides her latest project. And uh, I must say, Sis really ate, she really ate on like this very unconventional beat. Her flow reminds me a little bit of No Name, Like, and I also feel like, like, no name, she likes to tell stories with her raps, but I feel like, Mm -hmm. uh, I really feel like this song brought out a lot of soulful aspects of her voice. And it just, yeah, it just was just amazing. I know that, uh, Daphne's a huge Rhapsody fan. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. she did her thing on that song. Okay. And yeah, now I will be passing it off to Starlisha.
2: All your classic, Ready? All your classic faves were murdered, and you cannot change my mind, and I don't care what the autopsy report says. Shrug emoji. Except for Elvis. He overdosed and is still alive. So is Tupac. Oh, and Stevie Wonder is not blind. Who? What? 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 Wait, hold on. I had a whole thing written out, and I knew that was going to get y'all, and I didn't even write anything about Stevie Wonder because I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs>
1: Uh, Shaq said. Wait, that y'all don't know this? Shaq said. I've that, never um,
2: heard this conspiracy in my life. Either. Okay, hold on, because wait, Jameer, you've never heard it either.
1: No, so Shaq said it on um, ESPN. Shaq this Stevie Wonder's is
2: not blind.
1: Yeah, Shaq said. Get
0: it.
2: That
1: they was living in the same 20. condo, right? No. And Stevie Wonder had opened up the um, elevator, like he held the door for him.
2: Oh lord. And then
1: um, <laughs> he was like, "Oh hey, Shaq."
2: And 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 and. Hold on. I have to find it because it's on my computer. My computer's closed. Okay, yeah, that was Shaq in December 2019. Um, Stevie Wonder is not blind. The Truther's case came out in on Deadspin in 2014. So there was a big concert event with with a bunch of people. Um, and we'll we'll put this video in the comments because everybody has to see it. It's wild. There's a big concert Jesus event, Christ. and Paul McCartney crossed in front of Stevie Wonder and bumped into a microphone stand and Stevie Wonder while he was singing reached out with one of his hands and caught the microphone stand perfectly and right in it.
0: Y'all niggas get on my nerves. No, Daphne.
2: Tell me a man
0: who has been living as a blind person for, I'm going to just give a on of over 30 something years, most of his life. That oh. by now he can't, he doesn't have the ability to like Stevie Wonder hear been sound been blind or for like recognize people's years. or, or, or recognize the smell of people or the, like, there are times that I'm literally sitting in a room and I can still feel somebody's presence without seeing them. And I'll turn around
2: and there they are.
0: Like, y'all bugged out. I'm not even listening to this shit. Just get on with your damn topic because y'all got nope, me high. No, because here's
2: another one about Stevie Wonder. This is from a Stevie Wonder truther blog. This is a quote. Oh my god. I watched an in- I watched an interview with Boy George a few months back and he reckons Stevie Wonder's not completely blind. Since Stevie Wonder once came over and playfully strangled him at a party once and Boy George was like, "How could he know where I was if he's completely blind?"
0: You could have been anybody though. Did he like go up to him and was like, "Boy, jo- Boy George, I choose you." Come on, yup. Ah, no. No. No.
2: Paul McCartney. Oh, it was at the White House East Room in 2010. Yeah, Paul McCartney knocks over the microphone and Stevie Wonder catches it.
0: I'm not entertaining this. Star, are you looking at stuff right now? Girl, yep, I sure am. Minutes. Because see, this is okay, and this no, is, because I'm not about to cut through all of this recording. So get to which topic? <laughs> you are getting cut off at the 50. Okay, cut mark. me off
2: at the 50 minute mark. But this is why I don't. Entertain conspiracy theories because I could sit here for my full 15 minutes and just look at Google and without even well, no, and like getting mad. About, I'm not going to. I put my like, it's fine, I'm not doing that anymore. But this is my whole point is that like, I don't get into like the whole QAnon thing or the Jeffrey Epstein drama, even though that seems real to some extent. I don't think people are ordering pizzas and having children delivered, but Ugh. whatever. And we need to protect. The children, obviously, from Predators. But murder conspiracies are more my thing. And the Stevie Wonder thing is definitely a hill I will die on. Oh, my God. Call it my Christian upbringing, but I'm generally anti-conspiracy, kind of like Jameer was saying. And I was taught to believe in the Bible. And we can talk about that another time. I like facts, except for when a black person is shot by the cops and I don't care about the facts. Mm. I generally believe in autopsy report. And why? Oh, that's silly. That's why silly. would Jean JonBenet, Ramsey's parents, kill her? But, I mean, we all know that Burke did it and the parents covered it up to hide his disability, Burke is obviously. the brother, right? Burke's the brother. He did it.
1: Yeah, he Period. did it. <laughs> he did it.
2: definitely did. I, seen he strangled too
1: many her. I, I know more about the case than the police officers. It was him. <laughs> it was him.
2: He strangled her. There was undigested pineapple in her stomach. He pooped in her bed. No, she pooped. She pooped in. uh, There was a whole thing about poop in someone's bed. But either way, (laughs) Burke did it. But, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized that there are things that happen to celebrities that we are privy to in great detail. And there are things in the history of Hollywood that folks have kept secrets forever. Why? Because white Hollywood will go to great lengths to keep secrets dead and buried. And this is kind of where I got off track while I was making my notes for today. And I apologize because this was not my intent, but we're going to go here anyway.
0: Let's talk about Marilyn Monroe. Conspiracy theory. Let's (laughs) talk
2: about Marilyn Monroe. Probably one of the most beautiful white women in the world at the time. She was hashtag body goals. She She did not strive to be super skinny. She was a triple threat. And she even used her privilege to get Ella Fitzgerald hired at the Macombo Club in West Hollywood. Now, if y'all remember about a year ago, a meme went around that was like, the club owners didn't want Ella Fitzgerald singing because she was black. And Marilyn Monroe in- said she would sit front row every night and get them good publicity. Well, I I fact checked it. It's not, inc- that's not quite how it went. So I just, hmm. here's here's how it went. The reason for the, and this is from an article that we'll put in the um, show notes. The reason for their reluctance to book Ella Fitzgerald was that the owner was hesitant to have a, quote, true jazz singer to perform, worrying she wasn't glamorous enough for the club in West Hollywood. In Marilyn, The Passion and the Paradox, a biography of the actress's life, the writer claims Marilyn had seen Ella perform at a small club and decided to, quote, boost her career, end quote, by getting her a slot at Macombo. The book states... She contacted the owners of the Macombo, a top Sunset Strip nightclub, and persuaded them to hire Fitzgerald for a week. Marilyn promised to be in the front row of every night and take her friends with her. According to Dorothy Dandridge, however, the real problem with Fitzgerald at the time was not that she was African-American, but that she was overweight and without much sex appeal. It's not, end quote. So that's that whole thing, right? So like there are so many things about celebrities, especially celebrities from the 50s and 60s that were like, oh, whatever, whoever, blah, blah, blah. But I just think that's like such an interesting tidbit because I don't think you really hear, and I mean, you know, we're all black. I can I can really spin the like using your privilege for good angle here, but honest to honest, you don't really hear a lot of stories from the golden age of Hollywood of white people boosting black people. So I just find that really interesting. I mean... I mean, there's probably some. Eleanor Roosevelt funded well, the AKAs, like... Right. I mean, but, like, if you're not an AKA, do you know that? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, like, I'm saying, like, widespread, and maybe this isn't widespread either. And that's my whole point, is that, like, there are... I think there are a lot of things that we don't know, including how Marilyn Monroe died. Right. It's not a secret that she struggled with depression and substance abuse. She was popping pills and drinking straight vodka to chase them down. Mm-hmm. She did the whole celebrity rehab thing. There's a lovely note from Marlon Brando that he wrote her that I love. I just think it's the most beautiful thing. Um and she yeah, so she was she struggled a lot. And there was pressure in Hollywood. There's still pressure in Hollywood. And then one morning in August of 1952, she was found dead in her home in Brentwood, California. Suicide, accidental overdose, no evidence of foul play. But soon, her close friend started to question these claims. I'm going to spare y'all the details because the article is in the show notes. But here's where I landed after reading this long article in the middle of the night a few years ago. Marilyn Monroe was murdered via an injection to the heart while she was asleep. She had plans to go to the movies the next day with a friend and she had just gotten back together with baseball star Joe DiMaggio and no evidence of pills were found in her stomach. But her housekeeper was washing the bedsheets in the middle of the night when the cops came for some reason. Riddle me this. Look, I didn't mean to spend all this time talking about our favorite blonde bombshell, but the whole thing is fishy. And the case was reopened in 1982 by the CIA. Which leads me to a few questions. Were Marilyn's ties to JFK enough for someone in the great American dynasty known as Camelot to want her dead? And did they pay the housekeeper? uh, So,
0: y'all mean to tell me that y'all never got up in the middle of the night to clean y'all bedsheets? Never? Okay. Y'all never never had a certain person over to visit y'all location and threw some stuff in the laundry? Never? I need you to hear that that sentence again, though when the you're house doing it for yourself keeper.
1: and then when you're like someone who works mm-hmm. for you is doing it. I feel like that changes mm-hmm. that a little bit.
0: So my housekeeper has to do my linens at exactly three in the afternoon only.
1: No. No, no not, not, in not in the middle of the day night day. though. Like what, she pee be the bed? Like why are you watching? So like
0: night? she, nah, let's see. I feel like that's just not a, a strong enough argument to go off of. I'm not it saying not. that's the end, if I the be, be all, all end if all I, argument. If, I, if I'm about to go to sleep, right, hear me out. I'm going to my room, I'm about to go to sleep. I look at my bed sheets and I'm like, oh, nobody clean these. I'm going to sleep at like 9 30, 10 o'clock, whatever. I ball them all up. My housekeeper's about to leave
2: and go buy her business. And I'm like, Can you just throw these in the laundry before you go? Sure. That's it. Okay. That's it. No, listen. I'm gonna read the sentence verbatim. Perhaps the most suspicious, perhaps most suspicious was the fact that Monroe's housekeeper was seen washing the dead starlet's bedsheets in the middle of the night as police arrived at the bungalow. Oh, she was already dead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh... I I might have missed that in my notes, but she was already dead and the housekeeper was washing the sheets. Why? Uh... Why? Yeah, That's a weird reaction. I mean, we all, grief, grief is a very real tricky thing and we all respond that a computer can never simulate Mm -hmm. and we all respond to grief differently yes Jameer we are sure so maybe but like she was found in her bed so is this a separate set of bed sheets did she vomit on a a pile of bed sheets on the floor that the housekeeper was washing when the cops got there but the housekeeper found her dead
0: yeah I don't know I don't think JFK had anything to do with it
2: no, like pillow talk can only do so much for you. You don't think that like they paid the housekeeper to just offer to in kill Marilyn? Look, if, kill if the Maryland Kennedys Ro- were to offer you, Daphne, if the Kennedys <laughs> in nineteen fifty two,
0: JFK's dad was the only real psycho in the bunch. So yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not believing this, and that's gonna be the end here, of
2: it. Here, here it is. As her ex boyfriend Russo explained, that the mob and Chicago crime boss Sam Giansana Gian were after the actress in order to get to the president. The plan was to film the two and Robert Kennedy having a threesome and blackmail the president into invading Cuba to return its can- casinos back to the mob. When Monroe learned of the plot, she threatened to report those involved to the media. Robert Kennedy then had her killed in order to squash the entire ordeal. That's one of the theories.
0: It works for somebody. It doesn't work for me. But okay.
2: I'm telling you. This oh. is
0: down the ra- same rabbit hole of JFK was a conspiracy plot.
2: 9-11 was an inside job. Oh here's... this goofy shit. Look, here's what I'm just going to, here's what I'm going to leave you with. Straight from the article. Regardless, most agree her death was likely achieved by a fatal injection. Supported by the lack of pill capsules in her body and a small, mysterious bruise on her lower body that was never explained. There was also the matter of her will and an untold amount of mysterious documents that were stuffed in shopping, bag, shopping bags and removed by her business manager, Inez Melson, within 48 hours of Munro's death. This was all done while the police were taking statements. Yeah, that, I don't know. In the end, we may never—I'm reading this verbatim, but this is how I'm going to close myself out. In the end, we may never know for certain how Marilyn Monroe died, but we do know that a bright, talented young woman accomplished her dreams but died tragically as a result via an injection. But, like, didn't Dorothy Dandridge
0: die, like, in an embarrassing way, too? Like, I just feel like there was way—I feel like there was way more room to cover up weird deaths for certain celebrities that like, if I was, if I was a Marilyn Monroe and I died in some lame, basic ass way, I'd be like, y'all niggas better make some good shit. <laughs> like make write it some, in your will. <laughs> like, yeah, like make up some good shit.
2: If I die or probably, in my like, sleep. probably like super
0: embarrassing at the time. It's like, what if, okay, like what if you, you walked in, the, the, the house person walks in and finds Marilyn Monroe is like tied up in like BDSM shit or something. And then people are like, well, we can't show the press this, throw some pills by her bedside and call it a day. Like,
2: <laughs> I'm not saying you're like, that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning of my segment, like, Hollywood will go to great lengths. And that's, per, I mean, not even Hollywood anymore. Look at the people who have covered up autopsies and, like, reasons of causes of death in the last decade, you know, for just yeah. regular regular people, specifically black people. Yeah, the Emmett Till cover up was. Woof not a conspiracy and definitely bad
0: yeah that's 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 the shit that makes conspiracies because you can't believe what the actual real world has to offer
2: yeah all right so your time is up okay can i <laughs> let me just say one more thing we're also in the show notes is a sanitized copy of a um a cia record that is an article when it, the case was reopened in 1982 so if you want to do more digging start there and have fun down this rabbit hole that i've created for everybody i hate it (laughs) all right daphne take us out give us a short story that's hopefully not about conspiracy theories (laughs) i
0: don't know what it's about because i didn't read it it just keeps it always comes up every time i do my search for short stories which please god guys if you are a short story writer flash fiction writer anything send it to us at the peas in the podcast at gmail.com because i want to read some of you guys stuff so this story is called give it up by franz kafka It was very early in the morning, the streets clean and deserted. I was walking to the station. As I compared the tower clock with my watch, I realized that it was already much later than I had thought. I had to hurry. The shock of this discovery made me unsure of the way. I did not yet know my way very well in this town. Luckily, a policeman was nearby. I ran up to him and breathlessly asked him the way. He smiled and said, ''From me, you want to know the way?'' ''Yes,'' I said. Since I cannot find it myself. Give it up! Give it up, he said, and turned away with a sudden jerk, like people who want to be alone with their laughter. And that is the story for this week, and we are out of here. Go on your own journeys, down your rabbit holes, find your conspiracy theories. Don't listen to Star or Jameer because they are conspiracy theorists. What? Listen to only my topic because I'm going to give you the best help. And dealing with people like them.
1: Look, I was just trying to like add the perspective in there. There yeah, are some yeah, theories yeah, I do yeah,
0: believe yeah, in though. Yeah.
2: Oh Lord. Oh That's Lordy. for another time. Mm-mm. I don't know y'all. We want to hear from you though. So let us know what your favorite conspiracy theories are. Um send us an email. What is it? The peas in the podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Hit or even us up check on out our Instagram. Instagram page. Yeah, check out our Instagram page. Uh the Insta. Yeah. Give us a follow, leave some comments. Yeah. We want to know. All right, we're out of here. Bye. Bye.
1: Peace out.
2: Oh my gosh.